Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and for walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and our podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Today, let's talk art studies. What exactly is an art study? Well, without sounding too simple, it really is just an act of studying artwork, artists, and different art periods. Now wait, don't start to yawn and click our podcast off just yet. Doing art studies as a family in your homeschooling can really be a whole lot of fun. If you're having flashbacks of sleeping during an art appreciation college course, or visions of super quiet, no-touchy hallways and art museums, then shut them out. Art studies don't have to be a snoozer or a bore. And before you think I have some kind of degree in art, or I have a gift for drawing, or that I was once an art teacher, I'm none of the above. I'm just a 50-something-year-old homeschooling mom with no art experience or knowledge who absolutely fell in love with Monet and the Impressionistic period many, many moons ago. Growing up, art museums were not something my mom did with us. Zoos, baseball stadiums, and swimming holes were more up my mom's alley. And to tell you the truth, I don't recall ever stepping into an art museum until I was 16 years old when visiting a friend in Riley, North Carolina. There I saw for the first time one of Monet's masterpieces. And from then on, I became a fan of all things Monet and the Impressionistic time period. I actually removed some of my Tom Cruise posters from my wall and replaced them with a few Monet prints. Now fast forward many years to when I got to see another Monet in person at the Getty Museum. My daughter gently laughed at me as I sat in front of that Monet and maybe shed a little tear or two because I was so moved. And boy was I jealous when my daughter traveled to France a few years ago and visited Monet's gardens, his home, and the museum. Now you know for sure my souvenir from that trip was Monet related. Anyway, I tell you this little story because I am by no means an art expert and I don't particularly love other master artists or other time periods either. But since I've been doing art studies with my kids, I do appreciate art and other masters more. I think my favorite part about doing art studies was when one of my kiddos would see a Van Gogh painting in a commercial or a Rembrandt on a billboard, and they would not only recognize the artwork, but they were excited to spot the artwork outside of a museum. Now, those of you who are art teachers or those of you who have art degrees, I'm sure you already find fabulous ways to make art and art history come alive for your children. And one day I would love to pick your brains for more ideas. But for the rest of you who might be art challenged or art illiterate like me, there is a way to do art studies in an engaging and fun way. In this podcast, I will attempt to share some of the things we did as a family and some of the things I've seen some of my super creative friends do over the years. Sally Clarkston, author of Life-Giving Series, often emphasizes the importance of filling your child's world with beauty. It could be as simple as fresh flowers in a vase, to putting beautiful artwork on the walls, 
to reading picture books that are filled with beautiful artwork. She says, Today, when you nurture, love, and meet the needs of your beloved with beauty, it will make a difference in how they face their whole day. Doing art studies with your children is just another way to bring beauty into your home and into their lives. Charlotte Mason encouraged art studies, or picture studies as she called them, to be a part of every child's education. She once said, an observant child should be put in the way of things worth observing. Art is definitely something worth observing. The simplest way to do art studies is to look at a piece of art, find the details in it, and to have discussions about the piece. Start with masterpieces you enjoy looking at, or with masterpieces that are famous, such as the Mona Lisa or the Last Supper. Nowadays, you can easily find well-known artwork online and then print them up in color. When my kids were younger, I purchased those yearly calendars that had an art theme or calendars that featured specific artists. And I waited till February when they all went on sale and then I purchased a bunch of them at the bookstore for super cheap. I also bought those big, beautiful coffee table art books for different artists when they were on the bargain rack at Barnes & Noble. So, what might an art study look and sound like? Well, let's say you're like me and you love all things Monet. You might start by showing your children Monet's Japanese bridge painting. Play I Spy with the painting. I spy a purple water lily. I spy a reflection in the water. You can ask questions about the painting like, what do you see? What season do you think it is? Where do you think this might be? Do you think Monet was in a good mood when he painted this? Do you know he painted this bridge over 12 times? Do you like this spot enough to paint it over and over like that? Would you want to visit a place like this one day? It really isn't about quizzing them, but trying to show them that art is not only a way for artists to express his or her feelings, but art also creates feelings in those who look at it. You can have a discussion about what they think the artist was thinking or feeling when he or she created the piece. And you could just stop there and be done with your art study for the day or for the week. Or you could go a little further by showing your children the Japanese bridge paintings Monet did when he was much older and when he was losing his sight. They can compare the colors used in each painting as you talk about how as Monet's vision was deteriorating, he saw light differently. So when he painted the same things years later, he saw different colors and shadows. The later versions of the Japanese bridge look like they're on fire because he uses warmer colors. On another day, you just start the whole process over, but with another Monet painting, like the water lilies or the haystacks. Once they observe and discuss different masterpieces by the same artist, they begin to make connections and to see the similarities in the paintings. They begin to not only recognize the masterpieces themselves, but they begin to recognize the master's style too. If you aren't comfortable with just picking any artist or masterpiece to explore and study, then try using the book series called Come Look With Me by Gladys Blizzard. We've used these books over the years and they were a staple in our morning time basket. There are over a dozen books now in the series and each book focuses on a different theme. Start with the first book in the series, Come Look With Me, Exploring Art With Children. The book does all the work for you 
there's a two-page spread, and on one side, there's a picture of a masterpiece, and on the other page, there's a few simple questions to ask about the painting. The best part is that information is included about the artist and the piece of artwork at the bottom of each page. You can either read it first before you start your lesson so you have some background knowledge, or you can read the passage aloud with your kids. Each page with observations, questions, and discussions literally takes 10-15 minutes tops. It's amazing how many artists and masterpieces you can learn about in just one year by only doing 10 or 15 minute sessions every week. And we use this Come Look With Me series in different ways. Some years, I just put a few of them in our morning time basket because I wanted to make sure we did some art studies each month. Some years, when we would learn about different cultures and countries around the world, I would use the Latin art, Asian art, and African art Come Look With Me books throughout the year. Some years, I used the Early America or the Native American art books when we learned about U.S. history. And one year, I was lucky enough to find the animals in art Come Look With Me at the library. We used it when we studied different animals and science that year. Sometimes, the Come Look With Me series was my entire art curriculum for the year. In some years, I used them to supplement what we were learning in other subjects. You can find the links to these books at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. But my favorite way to do art studies was to focus on a certain art period each year, and then each month learn everything we could about one particular artist and his or her work. Basically, we would learn about the artist and his or her life. We'd read as many picture books as we could find on the artist. By the way, Smart About Art series is my favorite. We would learn about his or her style and time period. And my favorite part was we would pick three or four masterpieces to really observe and study that month. We would even try to create our own version of each masterpiece. Another favorite artist of mine is Matisse. He was famous for his collages in modern art. Now, I'm not a big fan of modern art, but I do like Matisse's work. During read-aloud time or morning time basket, we would read a picture book about Matisse. And then on another day, I would play I Spy and talk about one of his masterpieces, such as The Sheaf. Then on another day, we would try to make our own version of The Sheaf by cutting out leaves of different shapes and sizes from colored construction paper. Then we'd glue them in some kind of pattern on a white piece of poster board. Easy peasy. Even the younger ones could do art studies like this. Then the next week, I would read another picture book about Matisse. We'd study a different Matisse masterpiece and talk about it. And then we would try to make our version of that artwork. Depending on the artist, you could literally spend several months learning about and imitating artwork of one artist. I posted on my Instagram story a fun summer project you can do to prepare for next school year. The project is creating your own art study copywork notebook. In our schoolwork, especially when the kids were younger, I also incorporated copywork into our art studies. Copywork is basically what classic writers did to become great writers. It's what children used for centuries to learn how to write, and it's what Charlotte Mason recommends students do as a way to learn the rules of grammar and the art of handwriting. Using copywork is also a great way to learn simple facts or memorize Bible verses or poetry while also practicing to read and write. If you're not familiar with copywork, you basically write a sentence or two for the child to copy. 
I would create an art study copywork notebook for each child. On one page, I would tape or glue a full color picture of a piece of artwork. Let's say the Last Supper. And then on the opposite page, I would write a few sentences about the picture for my kids to copy. The sentences usually had something to do with the artist or the title of the piece, such as, The Last Supper was painted by da Vinci. He was a Renaissance artist. This painting is about Jesus. The sentences were short and simple. I just wanted my kids to practice basic rules of capitalization and punctuation, as well as proper spacing between words and sentences. As they read and copied the sentences, they were also learning about the painting and the artist. Sometimes I threw in a few questions, such as, how many people are at the table? What did Jesus eat at his last supper? Do you like this painting? I wanted them to observe the artwork and engage with it too. I had maybe three, four, five, six sentences at most on a page. Again, easy peasy. And I always left space available for my kids to draw next to the masterpiece. Sometimes I would ask them to draw their own version of the painting, such as their own version of The Last Supper. But sometimes I gave them more personal things to draw, like draw your favorite foods or draw our family having dinner. To see samples of my kids' art study notebooks and a short little tutorial on how to make your own, check out our Instagram story at Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Not sure what activities to do with each artist or what paintings to focus on? Then use the book Discovering Great Artists, Hands-On Art for Children in the Styles of the Great Masters by Marianne Knoll. There are lots of great books out there with ideas, but I like this one the best. If you want particular art studies with prints and questions already put together for you, then check out Simply Charlotte Mason website. They have tons of great art study packets. You can find them on their website under Picture Studies. You could also use the online version of Meet the Master's Curriculum for homeschoolers. Each month, they focus on a master artist and one of his or her masterpieces. It basically does all the work for you. You show up with the materials, and they teach your kiddos through videos, activities, and games. Check out our website, coffeewithcarry.org. I'll have links to the Marianne Knoll book and links to the Simple Charlotte Mason and Meet the Masters websites. And if all of this sounds just a bit too much still, then just fill your morning basket with art games and fill your game shells with puzzles. We love the birdcage art games and books called Go Fish Art. They have a game and book set for the Renaissance period, the Impressionistic period, Van Gogh and Friends, Ancient Egypt, and even modern artists. We played Go Fish all the time with the art cards and even played a version of Old Maid with the Mona Lisa. And you can find tons of easy to challenging 1,000 piece puzzles of different masterpieces. If you're a puzzle family, get a few of those and just spend the year learning about different masterpieces while putting the puzzles together. If you love art or your children love to draw, paint, and create, then aim to do art studies once a week. You can spend all afternoon painting on your backs while trying to paint scenes from the Bible like Michelangelo did. Or you can spend one evening outside finger painting swirly stars with globs of paint as you make your own version of Starry Night. And if you're new to art studies, or you're pressed for time, or you're hesitant to add one more thing to your school day, 
then spend 10-15 minutes a week reading a great picture book about different artists. Or spend one Saturday afternoon watching a cool documentary on how art and design connect with architecture. And hey, even though this whole podcast is about art studies, if art just isn't your thing, but music is, then do composer studies instead. You can apply the same principles and activities, but to composers and their masterpieces. Instead of looking at a painting, listen to certain symphonies instead. And if classical music isn't your thing, then spend one year learning about the history of musicals or the history of rock and roll. Whatever you do, the idea is to give your children the opportunity to observe and enjoy beautiful things and to give them the chance to interact with beauty and to create beauty. Doing art studies is just one way you can bring beauty into your home and into your homeschooling. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out our website for the links to the many resources we shared in today's podcast and to check out our little tutorial on how to make your art study copywork notebook in our Instagram stories. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need a little encouragement or share it with a friend who's looking for something new and different to do this summer or next school year. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless and see you next time.